There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with our special guest, Nate Abshire. Hello. JB. Brent Simon. Andy Brown are you, you're a disaster. <laughs> this dog distracted me, sir. Oh. <laughs> well, I understand that. We'll be right back right after this with the family. Recently, the four Walzer dealerships in Burnsville, Walzer Subaru, Walzer Honda, Walzer Nissan, and Walzer Mazda encountered a hailstorm. Adjusters flew in from around the U.S. to handle a claim on what will be over 2,500 new and used cars. They've drastically reduced the pricing on these vehicles, and there are some wonderful bargains available. But here's the deal. I normally hate the hurry-these-won't-last style of marketing, but in this case, it is true. It's not like they'll go into the back lot at night with hammers and make more. I also usually tell people to check them out online, but in the case of slightly damaged cars, you really do have to see them for yourselves. Stop out to Walzer Mazda, Nissan, Honda, and Subaru just south of the Burnsville Mall on Buck Hill Road. If you really want to, you can tell them Tom sent you, but that sounds kind of dumb. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Not all bad for a guy retiring from television. Mm-hmm. Bad radio, I guess. Nate, how have you been? I'm good, man. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, how about you? I'm freezing my nuts off. You look you look great. For me? Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> it'd, be, it'd, be, it'd, be, it'd be weird if you looked good for Rihanna. Well, yeah, it would not look good for Rihanna. That's true. That's a very good point. I think you're making an excellent point. We're just talking about the world. Do you think the world's going to settle down now, maybe, and everybody won't be so angry now that... President Obama stood up and said, "Would you knock off this woke stuff?" <laughs> I don't. I, I thought think, it was cool. I think president. I think it. Yeah. I mean, I think President Obama's just slowly going to get shifted into the camp of people that angry people don't listen to. Oh yeah. You know I mean? Oh yeah. Um, just another Donald Trump. I don't <laughs> you think. Think you know, anytime, anytime someone tries to say, like, hey, look, there's shades of gray here, some people are just like, you're fucked. You know oh, what I mean? True. Like, no, I know yeah. exactly what you mean. Um, it was funny. I haven't been on Facebook or Twitter in seven years. So I went on there yesterday and looked at some of the comments. Whew, people have lost their minds. Yeah, I, th- I think a big part of it, though, the weird thing to me is that on the Internet, if you if your only exposure to the world was through the internet, you would think oh. everything's falling apart oh, yeah. all the time. It's all on fire. And don't get me wrong, the world isn't great in parts. Right, but, right. But it is 
better than the internet at every turn. People are nicer in yeah, real life. No doubt. Yeah, all of that kind of stuff. So part of the time I'm just like, just turn off your computer and go outside. Yeah. It's really okay. <laughs> really, it's kind of like gave trees and everything. Yeah, you know. Fantastic. Well, the We're, internet is it's like if you took every cult in the world and put them all in one building. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's right. the internet. So if you visited that true. building, yeah, well, you would think something's up. Chappelle did a skit like that. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. Where he went from one place to the other and it just got drastically worse and worse and worse and worse. So reality is what you're talking about. Right. <laughs> reality. Where'd you grow up, Nate? Uh, I grew up sort of split. Grew up in the South for like the first 15 years and then moved up here. Like where in the South? Uh, Louisiana and Texas. Oh, yeah, we talked about that before. Mm-hmm. It's got to be an interesting life. <laughs> it it was. You know, my favorite part about about living in both the South and the North is the way – because I – when I moved up here, I ended up taking the same history class that I had just taken in Dallas. <laughs> so I moved to Minnesota and yeah, had the yeah. same, like, the same history lesson – and there were differences. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? <laughs> it was, there were differences. <laughs> That's how the world is now. And um, the, the most striking one that I think is really interesting is that in the South, they teach, at the time at least, I don't know if the curriculum has changed. I haven't been back to middle school. But they teach that the war was about states' rights. The Civil War was about states' rights. States' rights, okay. And in the North, they teach that the Civil War was about slavery. That's correct. Yeah. Both are massive oversimplifications. Right. But, yeah. but the thing that's really interesting to me is that each place is misrepresenting the reason that they went to well, war. Well, yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah. The South went to war for slavery. Yes. The North went to war over states' rights. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You know what I mean? So it's, that it's is a, pretty amazing. It's a weird way where everyone's trying to take mm-hmm. the moral high ground <laughs> when there really isn't any. Yeah, that's exactly right. What, 750,000 people, I think, now died in the Civil War. Mm-hmm. 750,000 people. And there weren't even that many people. No. No, that was like, yeah, but proportionally, definitely one of the, if not the uh, deadliest times in American history. Like back then, if you went to Applebee's, there was never a wait. Never! (laughs) There just weren't that many people. Applebee's, you were fine. (laughs) You know, gay, can I have a drink? Well, I already brought it. Back when they didn't anticipate what you wanted. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. I, here's what I want to say, and I'm about to say this, and every woke person is going to think I'm a racist a-hole for saying this. But I don't understand, and J.B., you can help me with this maybe. So there was a fight over slavery in the South. Uh, all the slave owners were Democrats. So now that we're in the 21st century, let's all become Democrats if we're black. Yeah. I and, don't get that. And black Republicans have tried to get black people to... Not change, but at least take a look at and it's think a gander. Of, and think about that fact. Look, and I'm not, as you know, I'm a centrist. I'm not a Republican. Right. People think I'm a Republican because I'm not way far off. My mother was a Democrat. I grew up in a Democratic house. I mean, Democrats, Republicans are both fine with me. I got no problem well, with either one. But I'm not al- jobs on the edges. I don't care for any of them. I've always said, from because I had a seventh grade history teacher mm-hmm. who. She laid some heavy facts on us, which was about the first slavery? about slavery yeah, and a lot yeah. of things. And it was the first time I had a different opinion about slavery. It was like, oh, so literally, we ended slavery not just because it was bad; it was because the South was getting too rich and too powerful. Yeah, that's very true. Oh yeah, definitely. That's very true. Yeah. Well, it's like people think that the what was it the three fifths compromise. Where slaves counted as three fifths of a person on ballots. He's right here. <laughs> they think that that was a way of diminishing, like, the uh, like not counting slaves as people. But it was actually the South who created that because that would give them more voting power. Right. Because right. right. the North didn't want slaves to be able to vote at all, but the South. Oh, is that if right? Slaves could vote. That I did not know. Yeah, yeah the North didn't want didn't want slave population to count towards the number of reps yeah. you get in the Why house. Not? Because then the South would have would way have, more power okay. in way the house more, of reps. Okay. So it's always about money, isn't it? Of yeah. course. It's yeah. always about yeah. money. But then the next thing that happened was the Great Migration. When blacks started moving to 
Detroit, Detroit, and, yeah. and Gary, and Chicago, and St. Yeah, Louis, yeah. and cities like that. Right. And things started to shift. Well, you also notice now those all those cities are dead or dying. Well, it's your fault, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> because the other thing we talked about in the first hour, which was white flight. Right. We did. Michelle Obama was talking. There was an article yesterday. Michelle Obama was talking about witnessing white flight um, as a child. And, of course, I witness it every day because I, you know, I, the show d- did very well. And Catherine and I built a house. And where do we build it? Uh, build it, excuse me, about a mile and a half from where I grew up. Actually, it's about three blocks from the from the north from North Minneapolis. But people in this state, Minnesotans, if they make money, they'll go. Listen, we're all the same. We're all mm-hmm. together, and we're all gonna. All the people of all colors are all the same. I'm gonna head out to my house 25 miles west of here. <laughs> right, right. I just love. If that's not white flight, I don't know what is. What What is white flight if it's not that? Well, it was funny because my mother always had a theory, and the reason why. And both of my parents are not here, but the, the house that we grew up in, we still own. And it's part of the reason why my siblings won't sell it, because my mother always had the theory that eventually, when all the whites, white flight happened in St. Louis, blacks will eventually join them and the whites will double back into the city. And well, gentrification. There right. are some, yeah, gentrification. That's exactly right. And that's happened to New York. It yeah. has, yes. It you know, absolutely. places well, like Harlem and whatnot. North Minneapolis, there's honkies moving in there all the time now. It was just, you know, when I was a kid, it was the exact opposite. Because all you had back, when I first came here in the 80s, all you had was, as far as whites living in North Minneapolis, was Camden. Right. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And now Camden would be blacker than Plymouth Avenue almost. Right. Because the the the, you know, the white people want to be closer to the city apparently or something. I don't know. Yeah, I mean downtown it's predominantly white. Yes, it is. Yeah. Definitely. Thanks to the condos. Yes. Love them. What Love these condos. Did you notice they're building condos kind of everywhere? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Who's going to buy all these condos? Condos on condos on condos, <laughs> man. What? Minneapolis is just going to be one giant condo building for really 20 years. Have you seen Guy Fieri? He, makes, he calls them trash can nachos. Have you ever no. It's anyway, all he does is he, <laughs> he puts them in a big can so it's this giant pile of nachos oh, yeah, that goes yeah. like straight up. And that is Minneapolis, but with condos. No, no, I mean, not specifically, but what what area do you live in? Uh, northeast. That's a great neighborhood. I like it. It's really nice. Now, it's a little again? too quiet for me. Yeah, it is quiet. It is I like quiet. to be. I don't like to be the crazy one in the neighborhood. You're gonna be the crazy one in any neighborhood. <laughs> okay, but I'm I mean, sorry. like, he's like, be. okay, you, but got I, a, like, you got a point. You know, I'm 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 surrounded by like all these like young professionals that are just starting yeah. to have kids, yeah. and like I'm like, ah, I kind of want to go back to uptown. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? Where, like, I'm not the loud one. The Plymouth Avenue Bridge at one time was called what? JB, the longest bridge in the world. I haven't heard this. You haven't? Mm-mm. You haven't? I have. Oh, when I was a kid growing up in North Minneapolis, they used to constantly refer to the Plymouth Avenue Bridge as the longest bridge in the world because it went from Poland to Africa. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I've never heard that. That's a true story, man. And I, everybody. And that's It true. was everybody. Because uh, <laughs> right off of downtown, northeast, was it was heavily Polish. Oh, it was huge. I mean, your neighborhood back in the day, Nate, was all Polish. And I mean, that's Oof, what you I'm can't... glad it's not anymore. <laughs> I mean, yeah, well, that's not very nice. And that's why you I can't mean... drive around without hitting a Polish Catholic church. Oh yeah, they're everywhere over there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I literally North Northeast Minneapolis was the model of how business worked in America because there were the factories along Central Avenue. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, I worked at General Metal. It's just an empty lot now. The building's not even there, but I worked there. General Metalware, but Northrop King was over there. There were all these businesses over there. So the, the businesses were on Central Avenue, and then the workers would live in the houses around that area. Mm-hmm. And then the foreman would live, like, in New Brighton, okay. a place like that. And then the owners of the company would live out in North Oaks. Wow. And that's literally how Northeast Minneapolis and, and, and Northwest St. Paul was. It all just kind of, as you made more money, you moved further and Further north. and further away. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Once, I mean, once you have, I think a big part of that, though, had to just be the smoke. 
Well, back in the day, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, That's true. Like I, if I own the factory, I'm going to live as far away from the metalworks as possible. Yeah. I, yeah. General metalware, you didn't want to live next door right, to that. Right. A little bit of smoke might have been coming out of that room. <laughs> Woo! Uh, one bad experience for me. I used to, I was, because I was very strong, uh, they had these big, what are they, watering tubs, like watering troughs, but they're made out of corrugated metal. Mm-hmm. Well, you would have to dip that in the... Wait, were they for horses? Yeah. Okay. I, sorry, I was just I was trying to what get else? a grasp on how far long ago this was. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, you know, you know, back when I was in my 20s and working with... Uh, but they were, you know, the big ones. You mean quenching tubs? Is that what it is? Where you take uh, hot metal pieces and dunk them to cool them down? No, this would actually be put the galvanizing on them. You would dip in this galvanizing hot liquid. It's hotter to pass. Oh, yeah. It was just, yeah. Okay. So I could pick it up because, you know, because I was a weightlifter. I could pick up a tub, get the tongs, pick up a tub, pick it up, dunk it in, put it over my head and spin it. Oh, So yeah. the rest of the galvanizing liquid would spray on the walls or whatever. Mm-hmm. The only problem was you would always get some on you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Holy Christ, was that stuff hot? <laughs> like, man. Well, it's like molten tin, I think, yeah. is what it is. It is. So, That's exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah, a little hot. It was hot, no doubt. But Now they have machines that do it for you. Oh, do they? Yeah. I'm so no sure. wonder I'm out of work. Yeah, that's why they keep taking all our jobs, these they machines. They're getting a radio Well, I mean, shit. they have, like, people that man the machines, but you don't have to, like, swing it around. Why do they have to be manning anymore? the machines? Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm woke. They should, be, they should be machining the machines. Machining the machines. That's exactly Bar. right. Roboting the machines. Bar. It's kind of negative. Right? Uh, but no, I, Northeast Minneapolis has been, always been one of my favorite spots in the entire Twin Cities. It is a, it is a great area. It is. It is. And you no, got no, Flameburger. No. Oh, Flameburger is good. Yeah. They got those Northeast and St. Paul. I don't mm-hmm. think there's another one in Minneapolis, is it? No. The northeast? No. Yeah. See? Not as far as I know, at least. The one over on, what is it, Snelling and Larpender. There's one just a little east of there, a flame bird. Yep. Yeah, baby. I know where they are. You know, I did not know this, but did you know the very first chain restaurant was started in Minneapolis? I had no idea. I didn't know that. It was started by General Foods. It was called Burger Chef. Oh, I remember Burger Chef. Oh, do you really? Burger Chef and Jeff. That it was, was his sidekick. Burger Chef, Chef, and Chef, Chef and Jeff? What? <laughs> yep. Was that the name? Was <laughs> The name of it was Burger Chef, but oh, his okay. sidekick was a little junior chef named Jeff. A little what? Junior oh, Chef. Oh, Junior. Okay. Junior Chef Jeff yeah. and Burger Chef. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Burger Chef and Jeff. And they Burger had Chef Jeff animated, and Burger They had animated <laughs> commercials, and you would go there and get prizes and all that crap. That's was not it, a good sign. Was it Andy, 1954 or something? Uh, <laughs> yes, 1954. But yeah. the first part of the See Also section on Wikipedia is Burger Chef Murders. What? <laughs> so apparently, I didn't know there was one in North Minneapolis. That <laughs> stuff went down in Burger oh, Chef. Serial killers have a type. This is a new one. Though. <laughs> I like Burger Chef. Whoops. The first thing Eddie goes is that's not a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean Burger Chef? What is it? Oh wait, we're gonna take a break. We'll be right back. More with Nate Abshot. Tom Bernard here with CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Great to have you here, Michael. Always a pleasure to be with you, Tommy. So you're splitting the tab at lunch or pitching in on a gift for a coworker. Maybe you got to pay that football pool entry fee and you need to settle up now. What do you do if you don't have cash on hand? You could use one of those third-party transferring services that comes with fees and takes days. But how secure are they? Why not send money quickly and safely with the click of a button without the hassle of a middleman? What's the answer, Michael? The XChat Gap, brought to you by your local community bank. It's safe, secure, and simple to use. The XCheck app. Simply add a new contact by entering their name, phone number, and email into the app. Enter a dollar amount and then initiate the transfer. To accept the payment, the contact simply enters their bank information through a secure link sent via text or email. XCheck, safe and simple from my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. If you're one of those folks out there still putting up with contact lenses or dealing with glasses, think just for a moment, what would it be like to wake up to a clear morning and experience your day with all the freedom LASIK brings? 
Well, I'm living proof. That dream can come true. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With the new year right around the corner, it's time to set your sights on 2020 vision. Get $500 off LASIK through the end of the year at Whiting Clinic. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contacts, then it's time for you to find out if you're a candidate for LASIK. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com for your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Imagine 2020, buy 2020, and let 2020 be your best year yet with $500 off LASIK at Whiting Clinic. Offer expires December 31st, 2019. Both eyes only cannot be combined. Results may vary. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Nate Abshire is in studio. He is at Acme tonight and tomorrow night, 8 and 10.30. I have not heard. I just brought, brought up Nick DiPaolo. I haven't talked to Nick in a while. What was it? Somebody, a woman punched him or something? Or a bunch of stuff he, happened to him. There's been a lot of, a lot of stuff. Uh, the, the, one, the only thing that I've heard of, I don't know Nick, but I uh, Great guy. heard that on his latest album, one oh. of the pictures he used... For the cover was a Black Lives Matter activist that had been murdered. And, like, mm-hmm. it got released, I guess, before he knew that. And so oh. they had to, like, retroactively change the album cover. Who did that? Those are real yikes. I don't, I don't even oh. know. I just, like, I just, re- that's the last thing I remember. I was like, oh, that is, oh, why, man. Why would they do that? I don't, I don't know. Really I think I'm, my guess is they just pulled a picture yeah. off the internet. But why that? <laughs> right, like, exactly. Why that's, would you do that? I think that's why everyone was so upset. <laughs> I could see. I would probably be upset. Uh, absolutely. Hey, what happened to JB? I don't know. Somebody murdered him. I was actually just listening to Patrice. Uh, oh, yeah. I had a long drive. I was listening to a bunch of Patrice material, and man. I wish we were getting more stuff out of him. Oh, he was unbelievable. And the nicest guy in the world, too. I never met him, but... Great guy. uh, Well, you had to be be nice to him because he's a lot bigger than everybody else. (laughs) He's a big fella, man. Did you ever work with him, Brandon? No. No, I don't think so. No, you never did? Really nice, man. And really, really funny. Yeah. You know. Do you think, Nate, that younger comedians now are having a bitch of a time trying to figure out how not to ruin their lives by being in comedy? Because <laughs> nobody has a sense of humor anymore, for Christ's I, sake. I think that it's definitely more difficult, but I don't, yeah. I don't think that the difficulty is a bad thing. Okay. I, I genuinely think that, that it is, like, I think that you have to be a lot more careful with framing something that is genuinely funny. And I think that you'll have a much harder time getting away with like uh, kind of hack shock humor. Yeah, yeah. But but I think that if you have something genuine to say, it's a little more difficult to get it there. But once you do, I think it's it's even more powerful than it would have been if maybe those limitations weren't there. Do you like what is shock humor? I don't even know what shock humor would be now. I know what it used <laughs> to be. That's actually a good point. But I seriously, mean, what would it even be now? <laughs> you know? We'll I mean, at this point, everyone. you could really blow people's minds just by saying, like, you know what? I think Facebook should be able to do whatever they want. And everyone would be like, all right, get out. Get out. <laughs> Everybody would be pissed off. It would be well, unbelievable. I don't think there's much shock humor. It, I think it's shock response. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. You know, people who probably just... Like he said, just say anything and see if who's going to get up and walk out. The yeah, I think also that like the thing that you have to remember as a stand-up is that we operate within tension. That's that's all stand-up is is we create tension and disperse it. And so when you have a bunch of extra tension, you just have to figure out how to snap (laughs) it. Very good point. That's it, a really good it's point. basically there's it's like there's free laughs just waiting for you to figure out the button to push to mm-hmm. to release them kind of. Mm-hmm. So extra tension isn't necessarily a bad thing, but if it's not in your skill set to release it, then everyone's just tense and that is not great. <laughs> for yeah, a well, comedy exactly. show, right? But why would you go to a comedy show if you didn't want to laugh? That's, that's a great I question. Get. I don't get that. I want I want <clears throat> let's Fund a committee. <laughs> I want to get to the bottom of this one. I love it. Uh, yeah, I, I just don't understand that whole deal. Uh, you know, like I would go see, oh, you know, Bobby Slayton, mm-hmm. and every time some people would walk on him, it's mm-hmm. like, 
you know what he does. Right. You know he's going to try to piss you off. Bobby Slayton isn't sneaking under any no, radar. No, he's not. No, not at all. It, it, it's, but this one, I will never forget. He was out. I can't remember where he was even appearing, but he was in town. And we're going to go see him. We're going to have a little dinner. And, you know, because I've known Bobby for, Christ, 30 years. But you could tell that this guy had brought a woman on a date. Like maybe even their first date. Mm. And he, <laughs> to Bobby Slayton. That Bobby is ballsy. Slayton. That's a really smart move. <laughs> All of a sudden, right in the middle of the act, she goes berserk. And he's like, settle down. <laughs> he just loses it. And he finally like corrals her and leads her out of the theater. It was something to watch, man. Yeah, it would. it's... A lot of people seem to go to comedy clubs on dates, and uh, man, I would have to know someone real well. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> before I would do that, I couldn't agree more. Absolutely. I, of course, there's a Catherine story out at the comedy store out in Los Angeles, and I was surrounded by the bouncers after she started talking. But other than that, well, you know about that. I did yeah, there was a guy. Day. There was a comedian oh. up on stage opening for Jay Leno, as a matter of fact, mm-hmm. and we're sitting there. And this guy's just going on and on about what bitches white women are. And he wouldn't stop talking about what bitches white women are. Finally, Kathy goes, fuck you! Like that. I, two seconds, I got like six bouncers surrounding me. I'm like, what the hell did I do? <laughs> Your issue's with her, sir. But here's the great part of it. So they settled down and said, you can stay, but you, lady, you got to calm down, Okay. So everything settles down. We're good again. This is at the comedy store in Los Angeles. And Jay Leno walks out on stage. And he looks around and he goes, where's the woman that was talking? Oh, you. Uh, you. Where are you from? And she goes, Minnesota. He goes, oh, a frozen bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I thought it was hilarious. I'm like, ah. <laughs> Jay Leno blasted you. <laughs> That's no, great. I don't know. She was very young. She was only about 21, 22. So I, I could... Uh. You know, it's going to happen, I guess. At that age, everyone's an asshole. Well, pretty much. (laughs) I wasn't a guard. I was a really great guy. (laughs) I can't even tell you what a prick I must have been when I was 20. Don't look at me like that, JB. No, I'm just trying to remember. I don't think. Well, no, I didn't meet you until I was about 34. Right. When I was 21, 20, oh. Ugh, not good. Yeah, no one is. I mean, nah, that's, that's true. Whenever people are talking about, you know, the kids these days, I'm always like, well, yeah, they're in their twenties. <laughs> they're dicks. Yeah, they are. And just too many hormones, man. You gotta get a little older, start calming down, and then it's like, all right, we can talk now. No, well, we can talk. It's interesting you say that because you're either like you're either a dick because you are a dick, or you're a dick because you're so pristine and awesome as a child, you know, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. So it's like, you're, it's a double-edged sword when you're 20. Right, right. <laughs> you're either so good that everyone hates you, or you're so bad that everyone hates you. Right. And a lot of it, I think, is, I'm, just, you know, when you see someone that's way younger than you, a lot of it's just jealousy, where I'm like, you are going to make... <laughs> You piece of shit. (laughs) You're going to make the same mistakes I did. And there's nothing you can say that's going to save them. Yeah, because they refuse to listen. That's the other part. Right. And so did I. So did I think everyone does. I think it's just part of it where everyone's like, hey, here's all the mistakes you're going to make. And you're like, Mm -hmm. whatever, old man. (laughs) And then then you're the old man. And you're like, "Ah, all right. Yeah, pretty much true. I mean, I literally, in my group of guys, it literally was, we would have fun. And we didn't go pick on people or any of that stuff. And that's not, not what I'm saying. But if there's any discomfort or hubbub going on, it was basically just, yeah, leave me alone or I'll kill you. <laughs> I mean, that was basically <laughs> sure, what it was, sure. you know. Like, okay, well, how about if I break both your arms, both of your legs, and throw you down the stairs? Would that be better for you? <laughs> it was a different time, though. That was a, that was a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. How do you get away with that anymore legally? No. It's a very different case. world. It is a very different world. You've been on the road a ton, sounds like. So where did you drive mm-hmm. in from? Uh, I came in from Kansas. and Oh, you uh, drove back? Yep. Yep. That's and then a, I had been on a... It's not a bad drive, though, actually. Yeah, I had been on a big run. I went out to D.C. and Boston. 
And then after this, I go to Wichita, Kansas for some more shows. Are you really happy that you weren't in Washington, D.C. after the Nationals won the World Series? Yes. That yes. town went berserk, Did man. A good old-fashioned oh. sports riot. Did they tear it up? Oh, there was a big sports riot, absolutely. No doubt about it. My last sports riot was when the U of M kept winning, uh, in Minneapolis, kept winning hockey championships. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah there you go. That was a fun one. I was still in college. Yeah, the- the first one was real. The second one was like, let's see if we can do it better than the first one. Oh, the riot? I'm a better riot? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, second, was... the second one re- had this real vibe of, like, people just showed up after they won, like, hey, are we, uh, we going to do that again? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, probably of, true. Instead of people just being hammered and excited, it was more of like a, so are we going to... Tear down some stop signs. What do you guys think? <laughs> I do remember 1991, the Twins won their second World Series, and I didn't go to the game uh, because both World Series they won in the seventh game at home. And I still cannot believe that the home team didn't win one game in the World yeah, Series this year. That was that just is crazy. Odd. That's unbelievable. Not one home game was won in that World Series. That's never happened before. Hmm. Never, ever happened before. Wow. But I do remember, you know, my memory is very vivid about the Twins winning their second World Series against Atlanta. They win. I was at Mama G's bar out in uh, Maple Grove, and this guy came running up to me, a big listener to the show and all this, but came running up, and he was severely hammered, and he basically, I have to hold my hands up because otherwise, he goes, Tom! Tom! And the spit <laughs> was just spraying me right in the face. Tom! Tom! It's like, ah! I mean, he literally, my shirt was wet. He spit on me so much. But he was excited. What are you going to do? Go, you bastard. I go, yeah, isn't it great? (laughs) I got to go home and shower now, but, you know. I had a guy after a show recently that came up to me and put his hand around me and wanted to get a picture, but he had a a lit cigarette. And he kept... Hitting my shirt with it with your uh, with the cold? with the lit cigarette, yeah. And, and so one of the pictures, it, it's great. I got a copy of it. Is me like brushing ashes <laughs> off of my shirt and him just like looking at me. That's That's fantastic. Just so, me looking down at my shirt, like, come on, so man. He didn't realize he had a lit cigarette. Or he didn't realize he was touching me with it. Like no. he just had no was bearing he on. Up? Yeah, yeah. Hey, it was real, well, real lit. Where can you smoke? In yeah, side? that's true. No, it was outside. Oh, we were outside. Hey, JB, I got to ask you. They still say coals. I just thought of that. <laughs> I haven't said that in about forty years. The coal. Yeah, that's I've what they call it in the neighborhood. The little I've never lit heard end. That term. You've never had coal on a cigarette? Mm-mm. Man, don't get coals all over my house. You never heard that? No. Nope. Maybe that was a local thing. Well, oh, no, no, it wasn't because I heard Eddie Murphy do it in a movie once. He talked about coal. St. Louis, it was ash. Yeah, yeah ash. ashes, I think, what yeah, I, I would... I think that's what I've heard. Yeah, yeah but ash is not the glowy part. Mm-hmm. Well, no. It's what makes the ash. Yeah. I don't cool. know if we even... Man, I think we're really finding a hole in the matrix here. I know, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think I have I a word for that. See, nobody it. has a word. You gotta <laughs> go with coal. You. No, no, no. It was, it was actually the African-American men in my neighborhood that called it coal. Oh. Hey, man, I'll be getting you coal on my rug. It was one of those kind of deals. It was a deal. I was not a good smoker. We just decided that I really was never a smoker because I would French inhale it, but it would come out my mouth, so I never went in my lungs. Oh, okay. So, so you're just giving it a sinus run through. Look how cool yeah. I am. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm a tough guy. Whatever works. So now you said you're going back to Wichita. Is there a club down and you love yeah. to play? Is that what it's all about? Oh, I'm. It's a different club in Kansas. I was at. I right. Was in no. No. KC but I mean, is, do you like? Do you are you? Do you like playing Kansas? Or are you? Is it um. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I Did go, you edit that part out, Andy. <laughs> I get. I'll go anywhere. Yeah. No. I understand check that. Cashes, but I understand that. Um, the Wichita Club's fun. It's called. It's a loony bin. You know, I'm really excited because. This week, I'm recording my album. Ooh, excellent. And so after this week, it's like I'm a free man. So now when's the album come out? Uh, I don't know yet. That's It's probably going to be a few It's really months. hard to book you on the show if you'd say things like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, so let me know. No, I will. I will. It's uh, But we're recording this week. I'm uh, doing it with 800-pound gorilla. 
and then but I'm really excited because once I get this recorded then I'm not doing any of those jokes anymore and oh I'm, you're not? no and I'm so excited to move on it's going to be great so I'm, I'm excited for going to go to Wichita just because it's like I have a new lease oh that's true so it'll be after after you're yeah. done with the oh that's good yeah so then I'm just like whatever I can just talk and don't have to do any of these jokes anymore. I don't think most people how long does it take to, to write uh, an album full of material I think the first one takes way longer than the rest yeah, I can see that yeah. this one like <clears throat> I've been doing it for 10 years and this is my first album so, but I think like after that, a lot of people fall, seem to fall into like a good rotation is like every two years, turn over an hour. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, that makes sense. So you've been doing, you've been doing stand up 10 years. Mm-hmm. How old are you? 36. Yeah. I was going to say, you're not very old. So since you're 25, 26 years old, mm-hmm. that's, that's pretty good, man. Yeah. I, w- I mean, everyone wishes they started earlier, you know? Yeah. I suppose it's but, true. But, yeah. but yeah, uh, I, I think I did it when I was finally at a maturity level to do something for more than three weeks. 26, supposed to be fully fully formed brain at 26, right. man. Supposedly. Supposedly. We've got to take a break. We'll be right back. One more segment with Nate. Is that Acme tonight, tomorrow night? Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. It's Tom, and I'm thrilled to let you know that due to the tremendous results and success from hundreds of people like me, that the 40-day Ultimate Weight Loss Program powered by Nutramost has opened a second location, conveniently located in Edina at France Avenue and 494. With this program, you can lose an average of 26.2 pounds in just 40 days. If you're serious about losing weight, feeling years younger and healthier, then this is for you. Ultimate's plan is the only weight loss plan to be strong, science certified for efficacy and safety. Schedule an immediate consultation in their newly Dyna location or in Plymouth or attend their free dinner at 6.30 p.m. on Monday, October 14th at Tavern on France Avenue in Edina. Call now, 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. Study data comes from client-submitted data to a third party for tracking of daily weight loss and progress through the Nutrimost weight loss programs. See website for full disclaimer details, ultimatewl.com. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Nate Abshire is here. The album, you have a name for the album yet? No, I don't. I don't have, I don't, I'm, it's... Well, when are you going to put it out? You don't know yet. <laughs> no, I don't know when it's going to come out. I, I would just, sometime in 2020, you know, it'll be on, we'll, we'll do big announcements for that. Why don't you call I it assume. Woke? <laughs> um, I kind of, I kind of try not. to stay out of all of that, Good generally. Plan. I, the, I've got a couple possibles. Um, everyone hates a lot of them. Do you want to you want to go through a couple? I'd love to. If you don't mind. No, I don't. Um, this one is almost certainly not going to happen because no one likes it. I think it's hilarious. Furry Road. Furry Road. I don't mind oh, Furry Road. I like it. It's a play on Fury. I get it. Fury, Fury Road. Road. Furry Road. But it would just Fury be Road. like the the album art would be like me in a mascot outfit. Mm-hmm. In like a post-apocalyptic background <laughs> with like a Nerf gun or whatever. <laughs> with a Nerf yeah. gun, yes, Furry Road. Uh, the other is uh, I want. I was thinking about calling it the Gypsy that I was. The Gypsy that I was. Fleetwood Mac lyric. I understand, right? Yeah, just. That's a great well, I'm, song. I'm, I'm I'm part Romani, so that's the. Oh, you are. All, yeah, I am. I didn't know that. And uh, yeah, I'm a quarter quarter Romani from my mom. My mom's mom was a was a Gypsy, Hungarian Gypsy. Isn't your your mom's a gypsy? Well, I'm a quarter Bohemian. So yeah, that's true. Yeah. Kind of so similar. Close. Yeah, it's, I mean, you know. Yeah, Eastern European wanderers. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't not call you a gypsy if you still lived in Europe. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's very they wouldn't cool. be like, well, he's Bohemian. It's different. They'd be like, get out of here, you dirty jippo. <laughs> you do jippo. I like jippo. I'm gonna go, Why don't you name your album Jippo? <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I have enough gypsy in me to be able to use <laughs> that. <laughs> well, you remember Nate before they killed him? <laughs> it was really great. 
<laughs> yeah, you're probably right. You know that. But you know how cool that would be if you had one of those old, really ornate wagons. Yeah, that is actually. <laughs> I mean, with like a headscarf on. <laughs> That'd be phenomenal. That's a pretty good one. I love that. Dirty Jippo. Dirty Jippo. <laughs> yeah, you probably want to. No, go, yeah, probably not. Yeah, probably don't want to call it that. But I, you know. It, how about Captain Pepper instead of Sergeant Pepper? What do you oh, think? Oh, okay. I dig go that. Ahead. Nobody's Cap- going to get it but you and me. Right. But, I know. mean, you know. What the hell's that mean, Captain Pepper? We were just talking about before you got here that uh, people, Andy, Andy's 33 years old, just turned 33. People his age and younger, a lot of them he can, but most of them cannot name the Beatles. Like, oh, the band members? Yes. Oh, wow. They can't. It's That's amazing crazy to, to me. me. Rory McIlroy, you follow golf at all? Uh, I don't, but... You know who he is, Yeah, you? sure. Rory McIlroy was asked a couple of years ago to name one of the Beatles, and he said, George Lucas? <laughs> yeah, George, that's exactly who it is. George Lucas, he left the Beatles to make big movies about Star Wars. And, you know, Well, you know, to tell you the truth, the band ended in 1970, and the first Star Wars came on, what, in 77? Yep. He worked on it for six, seven years, you know. uh, He worked on it for a minute, and then it was ready. (laughs) George Lucas. (laughs) Really, Rory? That's it? Yeah, most most younger, but certainly people in their 20s have a very hard time naming all four Beatles. That's so weird to me. Although, I, my experience with the Beatles is I didn't, I didn't get introduced to them until college. So oh, like, really? I didn't, I didn't know about the Beatles at all until, like, my sophomore year of college. Someone played some... I was like, oh, I've heard one of these on the radio before. <laughs> really? And then started listening to more of them, and they're one of my favorite bands now. But So no older brothers or sisters? Mm-mm. No, I'm an only uh, child. Mom and dad didn't listen to the Beatles? No, mom, mom was country. Oh yeah, yeah. And that and, and dad, dad was a little was, bit rock and roll. <laughs> in fact, Thank he you. was. <laughs> well, there you go. A little bit country and a little bit rock and roll. So, uh, who was from Louisiana? My dad. Your dad's from Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And where in Louisiana? Uh, like southwest, like our his the family farm is 14 miles north of the Gulf of Mexico in oh. southwest Louisiana. It's close to, south of Lafayette, Louisiana. Yep. yep. I think it's magnificent. I did not know until today, by the way. Uh, because somebody said there was a bur- well, there was Burger Chef again, as a matter of fact, because Burger Chef came up as the very whatever. And they said the very first Burger Chef was in the Twin Cities. And we're like, oh, I didn't, I, are they sure the very first one? I don't was think in- that's true. Uh, it was true, but it was Monroe and West Monroe, Louisiana, were the Twin Cities. They were oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, there's a Twin Cities in every state in America. Yeah, yeah they, we uh, passed in South Dakota. What was it? There was a sign that said that it's the Twin Cities. I think it was... Uh, yeah, it's in every state has a Twin Cities. Yeah. Oh. Well, that's disrespectful. Oh, it really uh, is. I, I mean... Yeah, it... Um, Lead and Deadwood. Lead and Deadwood were the Twin Cities. Lead and Deadwood are considered Oh, Lead and Deadwood, yeah. Twin Cities. Twin Cities. That's a great area. Well, it's because, I mean... I do like they that share, area I mean, they share all their schools, so, like, Lee well, Deadwood houses all Well, is, like, basically and, not even well, really yeah. a city anymore. <laughs> oh, true. it's not? It's a tourist <laughs> attraction. Yeah, There's, like, 2,000 people that live there, so they have, like, a little... That's it? Yeah, they have, like, a yeah. little tiny area where all of their houses are, and then it's just, like, Main Street. <laughs> Tell you what, 1978, I was in the Badlands, and it started snowing. Holy God, was that beautiful. I mean, it was amazing mm-hmm. watching it snow in the Badlands. We saw some snowing. <clears throat> we <laughs> sure snow. did. Andy and <laughs> Melissa just got married a couple of weeks ago, and they were on their honeymoon in South. They, they went to, to well, you went to the Badlands, didn't you? The Black we didn't Hills. Go to the, we Black went, Hills. Yeah, 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 we didn't stop in the Badlands. Little west of the really, Badlands. Yeah. yeah. That's a great area, though. Yeah. We, um, you guys don't have... seem as excited about the snow as Tom was. Well, <laughs> no. I we mean, were trapped was... in a yeah. cabin for two it days. It was fine. <laughs> Literally. And then, and then our plow, the plow guy, like, couldn't get there until two days later. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> get in radio. They do that shit in radio, too. Well, I can do it in a couple of days, probably. <laughs> well, no, we were expecting them by the... Crazy. We were expecting them by the end of the day the next day, but he, like, had so many to do. Well, they got 16 couldn't. inches of snow yeah. in one day Holy where we were. Wow. Where, where we, like, so we were in lead, but we were above 5,000 feet, so we were only oh, yeah. expected... Yeah. They were like... You're only expected to get five to nine inches, but if you're above 5,000 feet, mm-hmm. expect more. Yeah. And then they didn't say how much more. Okay. So it's like double. Yeah. Sweet. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was cool, fine. Cool, cool. It, like, <laughs> cool, cool, cool. it was cool, fine. Baby. 
It was fine, but well, we just got you, antsy. You guys think you'll still probably end up living there someday? Huh? Not there, there. Not but there. In the <laughs> area, Rapid City area, Rapid probably. Rapid City area, though, yeah. We think so. What's the state tax? Uh, income, I don't think. Any. They don't have income tax. Yeah, but the property, the the land value is so low compared to where we live right now. Yeah, they they don't charge a lot for land. Yeah, but you get taxed. Yeah, we found a house that was like what two thousand something square feet on six acres for like two fifty. So what? Yeah, Yeah. real. So bring on the property taxes. It was like two (laughs) seventy four for like. 2,500 square feet. Was it a nice and, house? Yeah, it was oh, yeah. like... It was like on the edge of like edge a... Edge of Rapid City, but yeah. like right entering into the hill. So we'd still have hills property. Oh, like that's that's kind of cool. cool. Yeah, so we're been, looking yeah. at that stuff and... Oh, here we go. Oh, my yeah. God, abandoned We're looking me. at it. I've been but, looking I mean, at... it won't be for a while. At automobiles. <laughs> what have you been looking at? Just, you know, used Hondas <laughs> and... Uh, used Hondas. Is that what you want? <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm looking, for, I'm looking to upgrade to a four-door. Are you really looking you know, for a car? Some space for no, no. <laughs> the only reason I ask you that is because I know the number one dealership in Wichita. I do their commercials. For oh, really? Yeah, they're in Wichita. <laughs> exactly. That's crazy. So I was gonna say, hey, head on over there. I can get you a really good. Deal. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just trying to think of a purchase that I was thinking about. Well, I, I went with the buy coconut uh, oxidant uh, infusion. A little out of my price range, fusion. but it looks great. To be yeah, fair, we are talking really about spendy. at least probably yeah. five years in the future. Yeah, the the dream is like five to ten years, yeah. so it's mm. not. Oh, it's, it's not. not in oh, there. it's only five to ten years, so I'll be dead. Is that what you're saying? I hope. Not. Don't worry about my feelings. <laughs> yeah, You'll be the first person I mean, in the family I, in like what three generations to die before the age of three hundred. So. Well, except for my dad, he well, died at sixty-two. He basically killed himself. So. Yeah, he basically did. Yeah. But yeah, my God. what's that face? They all just like Brandon well, just made a face when my dad. Well, yeah, I mean, well, I mean <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be honest. There's it, it was getting kind of bummery. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about this on the show many a time. Okay. Well, but yeah, my uh, maternal grandma still alive, ninety six. Maternal grandpa still alive, ninety four. Paternal grandma, eighty eight. Eighty eight, and she smoked literally her whole life. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, is that some, what got her? There's some longevity. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. Of course. Yeah, eventually. It caught up eventually, but the fact that she smoked from the age of, what, 14 and then lived to be 88? Uh, I believe she started smoking at 11. Well, there you go. That's pretty amazing. Not a lot of people get that. I wish I could do an impression of my mother, but the, you need the visual. But my mother on the phone when I was a little kid. I'm not going to be on the phone. And she'd go, yeah, so I was talking to the other, and shit would come out of her mouth for like a half an hour. <laughs> like, smoke just kept, it would not stop coming out. Was like, Jesus. Did the single drag cigarette? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Honestly, I was like, <laughs> she could smoke, man. My, my gypsy side is not terribly long-lived. Well. No, that is true. Gypsies don't just, just, just burn out fast, man. Roaming tends to do that. Yep. Run, roaming roaming. run hot, burn out yeah. early. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. well, is interesting that your grandma is still... She she was born in Bohemia, I think, but she came to America so young that by the time she was like an adult, she had forgotten the, the entire language. So, you know, mm-hmm. she wasn't really like she didn't live there long enough to experience the real poverty of the area. Now, this is still like the Czech Republic has still got problems in areas. No, for sure. Yeah. Hard to believe. She had a twin sister no longer with us, but her name was Ludmilla. Mm. It was a little gypsy well, for you. We just right. learned right. recently her real name because Betty, our yeah. whole lives. Yeah. We, when, she went by she, Batman. She's <laughs> going by Batman. Batman. When Fawn was born, right? Yeah. yeah. Her own daughter, my mom, didn't know her real name until like two, three but, years ago. Well, four, three, three, yeah, years three years ago. Three years ago, yeah. It was... Uh, Boshana? Yeah. Yeah. Her real oh, name is Boshana. No one knew. It, it, she didn't even mention it her whole life until three years ago at the age of 93. She's like, oh, by the way, my real name is Boshana. It's like, <laughs> well, I call her Bozo. No, she, she a good told, time to let everyone know. I mean, you know. <laughs> she told Catherine that she was bummed that Alex didn't name Fawn Boshana. And, and I remember she was Catherine like, what saying, the hell does that even why, mean? why, like, what is, who's Where'd Bolchana? And she goes, from? I'm is that a pancake house? <laughs> yeah, and she, was, she said that her, her mom said, I'm Boshana. And she's like, what? Yeah. No, I never knew that. <laughs> I, I had no idea. 
That's, her name that's just insane to yeah. not know. Like your mother never ever when I was told her your name. When I was thirteen, I found out that my mom had been married before she met my dad. But I never, and I, I, it wasn't that it was a big deal. Like I didn't really care. It was no. just like, how am I thirteen and now no? You know, like it's such a. And weird... you never knew it. No, never yeah, knew. It. Yeah, I could see that'd be weird. Yeah, just like I mean, you could have just been like, yeah, uh, that other time this happened. <laughs> Did you ever meet the guy? No, no. Apparently, they were like she was like eighteen. It lasted oh, okay. like yeah. six months or whatever. But that'll happen. Yeah. Did you see Robert Evans? You know, he just died. The great producer in, mm-hmm. in Hollywood, Robert Evans. Did you see his marriage list? <laughs> no. He was married nine times, and the longest one was 18 months. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's like, Robert, I don't think you should marry anymore. That's good. A little hard to deal with. Also, uh, that's maybe. that's like... Not that long to just date someone. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, just date them. Just hang out. <laughs> Get back. Take it easy. Wait until tomorrow. You'll probably not still be right, together. Exactly. Yeah, I, I believe he was he was married nine times to eight different women. So one he married twice. Although I think my brother still holds the record. Didn't he marry the same woman three times? I think so. Something, I think he did. Yeah. I don't know if like do annulments count. I don't know what the hell the deal is, but I man, <laughs> that's to me marrying someone that you actually went through a divorce with. I know, is like going back to a restaurant that's given you food poisoning yeah. one time, <laughs> where you're like, I'm, it's they, yeah. they've made changes. They're <laughs> they're making clean, sure though. stuff's not out too long. <laughs> I have to go to total different view of marriage now. I want you to know that. Yeah, uh-huh. sure you do. Sure you do. No question. I no. I'm gonna have to go home and talk to your mother. I didn't. Nobody ever told me your name is Boshana. Well, I, I still know. didn't. Mom know. didn't oh. know. She taught. She just talked about it. Like she just brought it up casually. All of a sudden, she did. You were there. I was not. Yeah, you were. Well, the Fitzgibbons <laughs> knew so. I think. No, they didn't. Oh, no, they didn't? we told we told them. Yeah, I didn't and they think were like, anything. "Oh, wow." Oh, right, yeah. So basically uh, your your grandmother's names were Boshana and Theophila. Yep. Theophila meaning the love of God. Try living with a mother that name. Boshana meaning who the hell knows. <laughs> I like that. Probably your mother's name is the almost love no of God. One. Wait, what was the falafel one? <laughs> falafel. That's it's falafel. Absolutely <laughs> delicious. Theophila. Theophila. That does sound like a really fancy a, sandwich. Yes. <laughs> hey, I'd like the Theophila. Can I get sweet potato fries? <laughs> because, oh, we got to go, man. Nate, great to see you again. Great to be here. So let me know so we can book you on the morning show and this show to talk about your new album. Awesome. I'd love to do that. Thank Don't you. Don't have a name yet, though. No, no name yet. We Any will minute. get one. We will get one. We'll, I'll get just the white album. <laughs> I think but it's hard do, to take it. You do have a concept, though. Uh... A concept as far as what you're gonna do on the album. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know all the material I'm gonna do. I don't have He's a name for it. I'm glad. Great to see you again. Great to see you. Brandon, be always a pleasure. Love you, Tommy. Love you too, Bally. <laughs> what a man. We'll talk to you Monday with the family.